everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports News Update. Wednesday usually means afternoon baseball. Let's take a look at the scoreboard. Miami and Cleveland was tight until Jose Ramirez did his thing. Indians win 6-2. Ramirez, four RBIs for the Tribe. St. Louis beat Milwaukee 5-2. Adam Wainwright, the win. Shasin, the loss. Ian Snell returned to action today. Not a very good first game back for the Rays. He gave up three runs, two earned on five hits in just over three innings. Casey hammered Tampa Bay 10-2. Colorado leads Washington 9-5 in the top of the ninth inning. This one a final now. The Padres beat Seattle 1-0. What a performance by Chris Paddock. One hitter in seven innings, nine Ks to boot. Oakland up on Texas, five to four. They're in the top of seven. San Francisco leading Toronto, four to nothing in the top of the seventh as well. Next game on the board, Atlanta and Cincinnati. Braves minus 125, total nine and a half. Soroka versus Rourke. We got two more at 705. White Sox, Orioles, Orioles 120. 10 is your total. Santana versus Means. Arizona at Pittsburgh. The Pirates minus 130, over under eight. Kelly versus Lyles. Two more at 7-10. Big underdog here with Detroit taking on ice-cold Boston. The Red Sox minus 220. Total 9.5. Ross versus Rodriguez. Philly, they're taking on the New York Mets in New York. Philly minus 135-9. Velasquez versus Vargas. 8.05. Good one here. Dodgers and Cubs. Dodgers minus 120. Total 8. Bueller and Hamels. 8-10. Minnesota taking on the Houston Astros. Strohs minus 265. Stewart and Verlander totaled nine and a 10.07 Yankees and Angels. Angels minus 115, eight and a half. Sabathia versus Pena. No charges are coming to Kansas City Chiefs wideout Tyreek Hill. Investigators believe a crime did take place against his three-year-old son, but not enough evidence to charge Hill and his fiance for child abuse allegations. Big Ben has a brand new deal. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger signing a two-year extension today. That's added to his one year remaining on his current contract. After flirting with retirement, Roethlisberger is now signed to the Steelers until 2021 when he'll be 39 years old. He led the league in passing with 2018 with 5,129 yards, 34 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. The Dallas Cowboys have picked up the fifth-year option on star running back Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, The move keeps a stud running back in Big D through 2020 and will pay him $9.09 million. He led the NFL with 1,434 rushing yards in 2018. The Ravens inking all-pro kicker Justin Tucker to a four-year contract extension. That deal worth 23.5 mil. 12.5 of that money is guaranteed. Tucker, the most accurate kicker in NFL history, connecting on 90.1% of field goal attempts in his seven-year career, never missed a field goal within 30. Raiders running back Marshawn Lynch is reportedly going to hang up the cleats again. Uh, Bruce Arians, we talked about Tampa Bay's schedule. Not impressed. Very, very upset. He let his opinions known to, to the NFL bigwigs there. Seething about Tampa Bay's schedule. The Bucks having to play seven consecutive weeks on the road. That seems like cruel and unusual punishment. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers hit the road week four. They won't be back until week 10. Game sevens tonight. Carolina minus 60, uh, sorry, uh, Washington minus 60 against Carolina. Game seven there, over under five and a half. Winner gets the Islanders. Two more elimination games in the NBA at eight o'clock. Utah and Houston, Rockets eight and a half, 213. Then the Clippers battle Golden State Warriors. Huge favorites here, minus 14 and a half, over under 233. EPL today, we got Manchester Derby. The Manchester Manchester City beating Man U 2 nothing. German Bundesliga, Bayern Munich won 3-2 over Werder Bremen, and Lazio beat AC Milan 1-0 in Italy. I'm Cam Stewart. Everybody stick around. Me and Gabe Morenci will break it down. The DFS lineup lock hour, our best picks in baseball, hockey, and NBA action. Coming up next on Red Heat and Rage Radio. 
All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Everybody, I'm Cam Stewart. DFS lineup lock hour here on Red Heat Rage Radio. We're just going to go through some uh, baseball scores for you right now. I'm watching San Francisco beating Toronto four to nothing, going through the board. And now we have another final: the Washington Nationals in Colorado. That is a final. The Colorado Rockies—they're getting it done nine to five. Your final there. I mentioned great performance, guys. If you started DFS and Chris Paddock of the San Diego Padres today, brilliant performance. Seven innings, nine strikeouts, one hit ball. And King Felix, hard luck loser today, too. Seven innings, three hits. He had 8K, so brilliant, brilliant pitching performances as the Padres beat the Mariners there. Uh, Cardinals over the Brewers, 5-2, to two, as we mentioned. And uh, tough game, but Cleveland, and, um, Florida, and Miami were tied early, but the Indians explode. They win that game 6-2. to two. And right now, the Rangers and Oakland A's, that game has just been tied up 5 Five, and we are going to the bottom of the seventh inning there. A lot of gate baseball going on. Remember those early starts? 640. 640, the early start today with Cincinnati and Atlanta. That game is going down. A lot of these 630 and 640 starts going on before 7 o'clock. I guess baseball trying to get people in a couple games before the 705 hour to keep all the gamblers happy. So Braves and Reds at 640. They'll kick off the baseball night, and hopefully we'll have some winners for you. Because this afternoon, uh, I don't know, not really good. I bet on the Blue Jays, which was stupid. You know, I was going to bet on the St. Louis Cardinals, and they were down one nothing when I got to the book. And they were plus 114 when they were down one nothing. I didn't think it was enough value. I should have. I was like, I, I knew the Cardinals were going to come back and uh, win today. A team that hurt me the other night, and I'm still pissed off. I haven't had a good week this week. Um, you know, it's not like my picks have been terrible, but... It's like I'm going three and four and two and three. Like I'm losing kind of one more than I'm winning. Or like last night, my parlay plus 178 just, you know, fell short with that Lillard shot. It's, I've been a day late dollar yeah. short this week. I'm yeah, taking a couple of chances. That's what happens, though, when you're like, oh, I'll play a parlay instead of playing it safe and taking a four. But the Pittsburgh Pirates pissed me off the other night. I know you lost the same game. But Jordan Lyles on the hill tonight uh, for the for the Bucks. They've lost the first two games of this series. Um, last 17 innings of work. His last three starts, Lyle's only given up one run, Cam. And uh, all three, all his last three starts have gone to the under as well. I think the uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates are the play tonight. And I think the under eight is the play in that game with Arizona and Pittsburgh tonight. I look at I look at the Pirates, Gabe, and I like, uh, I would probably be with that bet. And now when I'm breaking down baseball, I can't just look at, you know, certain things you got to go through the whole gamut check out the bullpens because games are being won and lost late with these bullpens managers are really getting quick hooks when pitchers are doing well and i'll tell you one thing i like lyles too i hate that pittsburgh bullpen it's one of the worst in uh, business they're horrible absolutely horrible also have injuries too i really worry about these guys i bet pittsburgh a couple times gabe and they pissed away not just one run four and five run leads uh, this year very very worried about that team sustaining a lead i think lyles will pitch well i worry about you know if he goes out in the sixth or seventh inning these turkeys that come in don't do a very good job worry about those pens 
No, there's a lot of late-inning runs we've seen so far uh, this year. That's why, you know, you get the first inning, the first five, but at yeah. some point I've got to roll the dice. Listen, the Pirates were on a roll, man. They've been playing good baseball. You know, they've lost two games in a row. As you stated, their bullpens let them down. I think Lyle settled things down tonight, gives them a nice, strong, and today's day and age, settles them down means you give them six innings. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not like, ooh, you know, he's going to go a complete game or anything like that. Hey, in today's day and age, you go six innings, you're, you're considered a hero. Exactly. <laughs> Crazy. All right, we'll run through the baseball board tonight. We'll take a look at uh, the NBA card uh, this evening. First half numbers, uh, first quarter, stuff like that. We'll take a look at the DFS uh, card as well. Uh, we'll put together a NBA lineup for you. Big man on campus. Going to step up and in, has some NFL draft prop. We'll take a look at the NFL draft uh, card as well. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Network NBA basketball uh, this evening. Houston Rockets uh, were flat. Uh, we'll credit uh, Utah for showing some pride uh, the other night, Cam. Normally, we talked about a teams teams that are um, facing elimination. Um, normally, you know, when they're about to get swept, will get swept away, and we'll figure we're not coming back and winning. It's over, and they don't even really want to travel uh, back to the opposing team city, but. Donovan Mitchell, the kid's got pride, right? And he was pissed off. He missed a shot the game before. He showed up. He went off. But I think tonight, and we saw last night, and I'm a little frustrated, Cam, because you look last night, uh, I I hit the Moneyline parlay. I didn't lose every bet I made last night. We won a few, but uh, one of the plays I I hit was a Moneyline parlay. Toronto Raptors, Philadelphia 76ers, Denver Nuggets. It's sort of like, you know, in football cam, when you do a two-team teaser, and then after, you're like, I didn't need the teaser. Yep, exactly. Same thing last night. I did the money line parlay, and I'm thinking, man, a nice three-to-one parlay with the point spread cam. You know, this isn't pro line. Like, FanDuel would have been, like, plus 650 or something like that, right? Six-to-one, seven-to-one. It would have been a nice payday back, boom, for a nice three-team banger. They all covered easily. The Raptors won by a million points. The Sixers yep. won by a million points, and the Nuggets sure. won by a million points. A million I didn't points. need the money line parlay. We could have just three-team banged it. That's what our old buddy uh, Jimmy used to tell me. Remember, Gabe? He goes, if you're going to tease it, parlay it. He goes, most of the time, uh, if your teaser wins, your parlay is going to win too, right? Or just par- parlay it. Like, if you're going to do teasers, you, you Jimmy said who? it. You, you, Jimmy, our buddy, you know? Uh, Uncle Al? Jimmy? You know, that guy. Oh, okay, Jimmy. All right, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, right. yeah, he calls him. He's got million names. Call me Jimmy. Call me Al. Call me Al. Call me Jimmy. I don't know. Al. He's got uh, aliases. Yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. He likes to drop by and visit on uh, Friday nights when I'm done the show. He's like, hey, hey, how you doing or whatever. It's like just such a uh, unique name like, for a bookie, Al. What, Al? I know. <laughs> yeah, Al <laughs> used to tell me. 
He goes, why are you, I told he, even, he even told me, he's like, why are you uh, teasing it? Parlay it. He goes, you're going to win more times anyway. The numbers are going to come in. So he basically said do both. But sometimes me and you don't listen very much. We do our do our own thing. Well, well if you, right. you want to think, think about that, I was thinking about that yesterday, Cam. I told people a couple of times. I talked about it here yesterday with you. I said, you know, guys, betting these games to go to overtime, not bad. One of them yeah, probably sure. go to overtime. Yeah, it did. It, yep. it was crazy way of getting there. It did, but, but it got there. I've had, uh, I swear to God, Cam, like I had a bookie once years ago, and you can't make this up. His name was Guido. Yeah, Guido. Yeah, Guido. He was angry too. There was there was two of them. There was Costa and Guido. They were like partners. I'd rather, I'd rather deal with Costa. Costa sounds yeah. like a nicer guy that you can have a lunch with. Guido sounds like give me the envelope. No, no, you're exactly right. Guido was very uh, envelope-y. He was very demanding. Yeah, yeah. Give me the money now. Yeah, I don't like those types. Guido. I, I, I deal with a Guido, too, but he's not Guido. Just, you get, like, there's a lot of these a lot of these bookie names. They're, like, often the same, you know? Tommy, Frankie, yeah, <laughs> Guido. Frankie, Guido, yeah. You know what the problem I have with bookies? When bookies, like, think they're Sergi, like... That- Sergi. You get the yeah, Russian, Sergey. Russian guy, yeah. You get you get uh, Sheshnikov, sir, sir guy. Yeah, I've had a sir guy and the guy with the wooden leg. You know what I hate though, Gabe? When bookies like think they're like bookies from like the movies and stuff, and they like walk all tough and flick the oh, yeah. cigarette and whatever. It's like, dude, just relax. Like, you know, you remember you're there was a guy. You remember there I was a killed. guy. It was when we were at the Fight Network and Fantasy in Toronto. We we're there and. I don't know if you remember, some dude came around. They're like, oh, yeah, if anyone needs a bookie and stuff. Oh, yeah, that guy. So <laughs> I meet the guy. I'm talking to the guy. And I haven't placed one bet with him. And he's like, yeah, listen, I'm not like, you know, uh, these new school bookies. Uh, he goes, you don't have my money. There's big trouble. Uh, <laughs> the guy yeah, starts, like, threatening me, Cam, before I've placed a bet with him. Like, yeah, it's like, screw yeah, you. Like, I was basically a member like that guy. He said, yeah, I remember that guy. He's like, I need to do a background check. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and if something happens, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, I'm good, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm I, good. I think I'll find another guy. Yeah, it was nice after the Super Bowl. Sometimes you just got to get those guys off your back, as you talk about, man. It's uh, less stress in your life. I'd rather just deal with the machine. You go to see your buddy Shane or a couple clowns at the Shoppers Drug Mart there, and get your card and bet online. Safer yeah, for that yeah, way. Or, uh, it depends depends where you are, or you can just uh, go go to the sports book and uh, yes, and lay it, it lay it down. All right, uh, so Houston Rockets tonight. So as I was saying, they were flat the other night. I expect them to bounce back tonight, Cam. It was a nice showing by the Utah Jazz. I'll give them credit for not rolling over. Um, but Houston, no, it was sort of similar to Toronto and Philadelphia last night. You know, Toronto knew that Philadelphia was going to blow Brooklyn out. You know what I mean? Yep. And even I told you, and I, you know, I like Brooklyn. I even said, Cam, they're out of gas. They're yeah, out of gas. Yep. And you knew they're out of gas. And you, normally you like them. And you're like, nah, you you could just tell they're going to get smoked. And I sort of get the feeling here with Utah as well. I don't think they get smoked by 30, but I think Houston are going to come out on fire. I'm playing Houston in the first quarter, minus two and a half. I think the Rockets, the Rockets were real flat. Harden had a bad night. I can see, you know, sort of like last night, Toronto was winning 16-3 about five minutes into the game. 
Oh yeah, last I, night. I looked at the Let's score yeah. because I was watching the Leaf game. It was the best. It was twenty-eight to seven, like a football game. Argos <laughs> over Orlando Rage. I'm like twenty-eight to seven. It was like thirty-five. Yeah. Like it was all. It was all like football scores. Thirty-five, ten, and I'm like, wow, the Raptors exactly. are it back. They're murdering thirty-two-nine and stuff. Yeah, yeah it was. It was ugly. <laughs> and I'm sure I don't know if you noticed because you're watching a Leaf game, but Philadelphia were winning fourteen nothing. Yeah, they all started night. hot. Yep. Yeah, it was Team the same cover. thing, dude. It was like 24-6, like a couple of minutes in in Philadelphia. Like, they smoked them. I don't think Brooklyn scored for the first seven minutes. Um, like I said, I'm not saying, and you saw last night, uh, Denver were a little slow out of the gate. You know, the game was like 20-20, 25-20, and then boom, Denver just ambushed you with three balls, and you know, it was just the game was over. But I think Houston, similar situation tonight, come out and get them. Golden State, yes, but I am not in the business of laying 15 points. But I'm not going to lie. I put him in the parlay. I played the parlay. I have it right here. I played the uh, – so I've got the Houston Rockets on the money line, Golden State Warriors on the money line, and the Washington Capitals to win the game, plus, uh, plus 114. And I played another one. Um, Golden State Warriors money line, Houston Rockets money line, and under five and a half in this game, and this one's plus 140. So I got two plus money parlays. So, you know, if I hit one of them, it is what it is, but hopefully I can hit them both uh, there, Cam. And I played the Houston Rockets here, minus two and a half in the first quarter of play. Yeah, I'm looking at the basketball games, and I want to make a case for Utah. I actually took them the last game because I had a good feeling about it late night, and that was that was good, but I don't think I could trust them again. If Houston wants rest, they're going to take care of business. I do think the Clippers could cover 14 and a half, though, Gabe, but I'm not really jumping they're for joy. They're not I have no idea. They could. I, like, I lost money on the Leaf game last night. I'm not just betting for the sake of betting. Hopefully just find a couple baseball games that we like, but I don't really like anything. Golden State on the money line is minus 1,700. Houston's minus 400. I like the Capitals in hockey, and probably I, I think you might be onto something with the under. You know, I, I think a lot of people just blindly bet the over in that game. I think uh, Washington, uh, Carolina. The, I think these teams are going to be feeling each other out, maybe a little bit tight, and maybe not get the six goals. But I like the side the most. I'm on the Capitals, even though Carolina scares me. Speaking speaking of the unders, um, and yeah, listen, they, they they might cover. I think the Warriors probably win about 17 or 18 points or something like that, and just barely cover. But I just put them in a money line parlay. But as far as um, as far as totals are concerned, the Houston Rockets have actually been a big under team. In their last 24 games, they're 17-6-1 to the under. And this series uh, against Utah, and you know I don't like betting on unders, but I've, I've hit a couple unders in this series. I was thinking about doing it tonight. I just had a weird feeling about it, but it's probably going to go under again. 212.5 points tonight. Like I said, uh, Houston. And Houston are like 8-1 to the under in their last nine playoff games or something, too. The Rockets have been money to the under, guys. It's 212 and a half points. This evening against the Utah Jazz. We'll get back to the NFL draft. Take a look at some of the props. Big men on campus. Steps up and then next on Game Time Decision. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network, uh, iTunes uh, as uh, well. I know we're doing uh, very, very well uh, with the downloads, so we appreciate uh, those of you that uh, know how to do those uh, sort of things and all that modern technology. Um, we'll get back uh, to the NBA board. I just hit refresh on the NFL draft props. Not a lot of live movement. FanDuel's uh, just posted, though, some really interesting props uh, up for the draft in which um, they're, they're offering some pretty big money if you can pick the exact order of the first three picks of the draft. And the the order that I have, son of a bitch, it was 23 to 1 uh, earlier in the day. And, uh, oh, no, it's, it's, it's 23 to 1. My bad. There it is. There's so many of them. It's 23 to 1. Let's bring in big man on campus uh, right now. Uh, big man, what's going on? Are you ready for the NFL draft? I'm very ready, guys. Good to uh, good to be with you. So um, we've got the draft is approaching. Like I said, we'll, we'll we'll see what props you like. But here's one. Like I said, FanDuel has this first uh, first three picks exact order, and I actually think, and I'm thinking outside the box, like I normally do, a little bit, not not extreme here, but I'm not buying all the smoke that Kyler Murray's not number one suddenly. So I believe that Kyler Murray is indeed number one. I do believe that San Francisco is going to pass on Nick Bosa. I don't think Bosa wants to be a San Francisco 49er. I don't think he wants to play there and live there. And I think they're, they know that. And I think they're going to say whatever. Quinnen Williams is, is awesome anyways. We don't need to deal with this. And then I think the Jets are going to take Nick Bosa. So Kyler Murray one, Quinnen Williams two, Nick Bosa three, Pays twenty three to one at the FanDuel Sportsbook. I think that's a reasonable combination. How do you see playing it? Uh, it playing out, big man. Uh, I have to say, I think the Jets are going to trade. I think that would be in a, a good interest to them. They don't have any picks in the first round other than that pick. I think maybe kind of grabbing another pick and maybe moving back a few spots. I think it's pretty clear that if you look at what Daniel Schneider wants to do, I think he's just overall sick of the quarterback position. He wants to go out and find one. I thought that the Jets would be a feasible trade option. Their roster actually isn't as bad as as kind of led on last year. I think they can go out and kind of really just grab another pick or two and and move back a spot or a few and and still take a play. But that wouldn't change. That wouldn't change really. It would okay. I get it. If you're saying the Redskins trade up to the three hole to get a quarterback, which I don't know, yeah. I, you know, I I think they can get one where they are, or maybe just move up like to ten or eleven. You know what I mean? Or like not sure. not with Denver, but you know they could move up a couple of spots. But Nick Bosa is too good to drop. 
So no matter, you know what I mean, unless a team drafts up to take one of these quarterbacks, which, you know, maybe the Raiders swap something and move into the one hole, you know, maybe something happens tomorrow. But I don't think Bosa gets past three, uh, no matter who trades or what really happens, big man. Unless, like you said, unless somebody trades up to get a quarterback. I, you know, I find it interesting that you, you, I mean, I know Nick Bose has had a few things off the field, you know, with some of the tweets and things like that. You know, it hasn't really mattered though. I mean, you look at Josh Allen last year, I mean, there was a lot of stuff to come out about him and I hear your, your, your pause, but I, I will also say, I, I think the, a huge need for that group is an edge rusher. And I think if we could argue Bose might be the best player in the draft from that perspective, I just kind of look at a team like the Jets at three where if their need is pass rusher, which it clearly is, you know, they can move back a few spots and, and still, you know, get a really good pass rusher. That's obviously the, the plethora in this draft of one position. But, yeah, I, I, look, I've heard a lot of Kyler Murray won't be the number one pick. Look, if it was my decision, Kyler Murray wouldn't be the number one pick if it's me. You know I was a big Rosen fan. I know you are as well. Uh, yep. But, again, I think in Cliff Kingsbury system, um, he would be terrific. Uh, do I think he's – ready to compete at this level? No, I don't. I think he's got some real issues, but I thought Baker Mayfield did too. It's, it's really all about system, and that is the one system where I feel he could be real successful. If it's me, I would take Bosa number one, but yeah, I mean, some of those, you know, how teams kind of jump in and, and pick first three will be interesting, but I got a weird feeling Daniel Snyder's going to do something weird and, and move up to that number three spot. Daniel Snyder's taking control uh, of, of <laughs> That's a, of the draft. that's a disaster. That's not yeah. good. <laughs> it's not good. No, You're no, a not really. head. <laughs> no. Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Is, but is sort any of quarterback lost. worse that? Like doing uh, that? Not in this draft. draft. I, don't I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I don't, so. I agree. Huh? Me personally. Get your quarterback fine. You don't have to. Well, listen, it, in my own personal opinion, I think that. I think Kyler Murray is all or nothing. I think he's either he's you know he's going to be a, he'll be like a mini star, or it's going to be like oh crap like this guy can't play in the in the league. It's going to be all or nothing. Bust, yeah. But I think I'm not doubting him, so I'm not anti Kyler Murray, and I understand why people like him. If you look, I mean, he did everything that Baker Mayfield did, except a little better actually. If you if you break it down, and you know I I, I did, and well I read I I saw I read a. Um, I read a very long, prolonged uh, piece with Peter King and Lincoln Riley about Baker Mayfield and and Kyler Murray and about the comparisons. And it was basically all we can, you know, it was basically the number comparisons. And it was that, oh, Kyler Murray, you know, takes off. He's a running quarterback. He can't throw. He's going to run. Well, he actually threw the ball 89% of the time. Lincoln Riley said, no, Baker used to take off quicker than Kyler does. Kyler, like, stays in the pocket longer. Um, there was, like, act this, that, and it was basically, well, no, actually, Kyler did this, and Kyler did that a little bit better, and he basically stated that, you know, they ran the same offense. Into. He said, we didn't run any different plays. He said, we, were, we ran the exact same offense. We didn't, like, adjust anything due to height or anything like that. He said the only difference between the two of them was he said, Baker Mayfield, Baker's got that contagious sort of let's go kick their ass thing, right? Yeah. Wrong you know, wrong he's, yeah, he's a likely, you know, teammates love that. Kyler Murray's very quiet, and I think he's kind of aloof and sort of, you know, he's a cocky young kid, I think, right? And so he's a little different. 
You know, he doesn't talk much in the huddle. He doesn't talk much. Different, different, I could different also, personalities. And I think you, you guys both know this, that to be a quarterback, I think, at this level, you, you have to have that gene. And while Baker Mayfield, there's some questionable things that he did off the field, things like that, he was that rah-rah guy that in the NFL, even Josh Rosen College well, kids make those mistakes. I, I did stupid things sure. at an older but, age than him. But those you – know? <laughs> but again, you could overlook that due to his talent and his dominance as far as being a, a leader. Kyler Murray, also you have to wonder about, you know, is he kind of a rash decision maker? I mean, he's he was all about baseball, and then now he's all about football. And, you know, will he ever is he in love with football? I, maybe, you know, I guess he is at this point. But I, I don't know. I, I think I think both are real similar. It's just you're kind of picking Charles as to what, what both is do. I think in the right system. I think Haskins, Haskins is good. Like, is good personally, I think those are the only two. After that, like, I wouldn't take Drew Locke 10th overall or 12th overall when I could just take Will Greer in the third round. Like, is Drew Locke better than Will Greer? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I don't, give, you know, give Will Greer a chance. Even Gardner Minshew, for hell sakes. Yep. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, no one's talking about this kid. He, he's a mini Tom Brady. He, You know, you love him, big man. I know you love Washington State. Oh, sure. I mean, you you know, he's a system quarterback, but you can play in a system in the NFL too, right? You don't need a strong arm. I've and heard stuff, from right? you don't have to be that athletic guy. I think there's guys, you know, in the third and fourth round that could have pretty pretty good careers in the NFL. You look at a guy like Tyree Jackson from Buffalo. Uh, I've heard a lot of people are. He needs to stay in school yeah, another but, year, big but, man. I've also heard though that people are cla- like some of his like combine stuff and some of his like. You know, uh, pro uh, senior days and things like that. A lot of that was really high level. A lot of, lot of. I hate to be that guy, but he's just wrong with him. I would be that guy because I hate telling kids, "Listen, you can't be a quarterback." But it's like, yeah, listen, man, you can throw it, and it's tough. I know you. He's a CFL quarterback. Like you You can throw it. He's He's like like Antoine Randall L, but bigger. Yeah, he's Brandon Hmm. Bridge. Man, he's yeah. so raw. He's inaccurate. Interesting. He wow. he played That's he played in a case. bad bad conference. You remember Brandon Bridge from South Alabama, six foot six kid. He's from Toronto. Sure. He plays sure. in the Argonauts sure. now. He's raw. Sometimes he throws a bullet. Sometimes it's like, yeah, you threw a bullet. You hit the cheerleader. Like you know what I mean? Like, like you know, <laughs> where are you throwing it? Like, what what are you doing? I just don't think he's ready, big man. And I think he'll get buried. I think he's going to get buried in the NFL, and and conversely, he's six foot seven, two hundred and fifty-five pounds, a hell of an athlete. I think the kid can make a lot of money being a tight end, bro. And that's just my opinion. But I I, I know he's a freak athlete, and the kid can throw the ball a mile. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at just really his overall. You know, he's six seven and ran a four five nine. I mean, that's cornerback speed. I mean, that's yeah, but that's, that's why he's getting wasted point, standing man. on the sideline as a backup quarterback. Yeah, and look, that might be definitely possible. He, he, you know, maybe he's a position change kind of guy, uh, but he does have a rocket and he can, you know, throw the football downfield. The, the thing I worry about with Haskins is he, he's almost immobile. He doesn't move at all, and, and that's I think a bit of a concern. He's very slow, uh, very very slow as far as you know his instincts a lot of time. But look, he can throw the football. He's a great pocket passer. But I, I think all you know, all, you know, nowadays in the NFL, the new NFL, you guys know this. You have to have a little tinge of being able to move around a little bit. You know, the days of some of these guys long-term lasting the leap, it's just sitting in the pocket. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to work you long-term. Know the that, is, that's though. your worry with Haskins. But if you're like the Giants real quick, uh, that's that was kind of a thought for me. 
do you kind of just tack, tank this season? You don't, you know, you maybe get some skill position players in this first round with your two picks, and you know, in your third, you know, second round, you got a pick. Then you wait for, for for one of these kids next year. I mean, is that kind of thinking the pattern? Problem is, it would be a problem. People, people are getting pissed. They're fed up with Eli. They can live with Eli for another year, but there better be someone waiting. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll get a couple of thoughts from Big Man and me and Cam. We'll get into the DFS and our best bets of the night. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. iHeartRadio now on YouTube as well. Uh, we'll get to our best bets of the day. A uh, quick uh, DFS uh, check. Uh, big man on campus with us. All right, uh, big man. So um, so what do you got for us? You got a prop or two here, NFL uh, draft tomorrow. Yeah, I'm looking at first wide receiver selected, Marquise Brown. I think you get around plus 230-ish, maybe a little lower, maybe a little higher. I'm so now, starting now to think plus that. Plus 155. Uh, Plus 155. Okay, Let me see. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I think by tomorrow. Oh, sh- yeah, yeah. It's still it's plus 155 now. Metcalf, it keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. I agree with that pick. Yeah, I, you... I, I think we're starting to see. Go ahead, Gabe. Oh, sorry. That's me, big yeah. man. Where do you think Metcalf's going to go? Because it's interesting on, on Mr. Green, Gabe. He's, his his over-under is 18 and a half now. I don't think he'll be drafted until like 20-something. Over. over. Exactly. And it's only 60, Over 60 and a cents half of juice. I love that yeah. bet. I love that bet. I think I agree. I think Marquise Brown will be the first wide receiver taken, and I'm not even sure Marquise Brown will go in that. Marquise Brown will probably go 23rd or 22nd in that yeah. range. Or, you know what I mean? I, I think he goes before too, big man. Like Metcalf, very physical, and the media loves him because he looks like a freak and stuff. But I think there's a concern about him getting hurt. He was hurt all the time in Mississippi. He really, uh, he really lacks a lot of like fundamental wide receiver things that you want. I mean, his footwork's not great. He doesn't run great routes. He was a big drop guy at Mississippi, and you mentioned it. The injury concerns are a problem. I mean, you also have to wonder: is he teachable? He hasn't really had a coach, which that could come as kind of be a good thing too. He could be molded, but I, I think a lot of the Instagram stuff is really just fluff. I, I don't know that he's the best receiver in this draft. And again, it's not a great draft for, for receivers. It's like but holy Marquise Brown is starting to get running back. I would say 22, the Ravens. I think that's where Brown would maybe go. I, you know, I think Eagles. Yeah. And I could yeah. see them. I don't think yeah. they will. Eagles, yeah, exactly. I would say Ravens. Yeah. Jackson. He's like, um, you He's know, it's like, like uh, Evander Holyfield. Uh, you know, this yeah, guy's better, better than Elijah Holyfield. But, True. you know, you see Elijah Holyfield, you're like, oh, my God. Like, you look right. at the guy. He looks like a pro wrestler. Yeah. You're like, holy shit, no one's going to tackle this guy. And then you see him, he trips over the 20-yard line. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, yeah, you're ripped, kid, but you're always hurt. You're, you're okay, but 
you look good. You look I good think at his Hollywood. teammate is. I think yeah, AJ Brown be might be the best one. Listen, Marquise Brown's really good, and it's actually Antonio Brown's his cousin. Uh, for the record, I didn't know that. Uh, Marquise Brown, Antonio Brown's yeah. his cousin. AJ Brown is the other one out of Mississippi, who people think might be maybe the best one in the NFL. Like he's sort of being labeled a Smith Schuster type that. You can slot this kid in. You were talking about Metcalf, kind of raw. A.J. Brown runs, like, pretty crisp routes and stuff, big man. You can put him in the slot already, and I think A.J. Brown's going to do well in the NFL, and he's going to do well because he's also he's going to get drafted by a good team. I'm hearing the Packers like him. And you know, imagine for him, slot in and take that position that Randall Cobb had before. be a perfect situation for him. Yeah, I, I think you're 100% right. The, the only team that I'd be overly concerned about that might – take a receiver before 18 would be uh, maybe the Giants. I mean, I think they have a real need at this point for, for a skill position oh, player. No, and, they won't. You know, again, they won't. They won't, right. They'll go O-line or defense. Sure, sure. I uh, think the Giants yeah, will go the, D-line six, and they, they either line. trade for Josh Rosen and surprise us, or I think they'll take Daniel Jones, 17. I got one for you guys. Another one. Drew Lock, Drew Lock draft position over ten and a half all day. Uh, this is the one you're only I, betting I on Denver one. Was, it's Denver, and I don't think Denver's going to draft yeah. him. So I agree. I had I him agree. I had him going to Denver personally. So did I, but I'm starting to wonder now, yeah. big man. They always seem to screw quarterbacks up, and and I get the feeling that will continue. <laughs> I, I I think that's <laughs> yes. an interesting one, but but you're really just. You're doing your due diligence, Cam, on Denver. I mean, they're, they're the only team that can maybe throw a wrench in. I think a safe pick, if you can find TJ Hawkinson under eight and a half, I think that's still out there. I think the Lions, it's a great fit for them at eight. Um, I think he's a yeah. really good tight end. And, and arguably, he might be you know as good as any of these receivers. One that I really liked, I'll throw out, over five and a half offensive linemen. I think this is a sneaky good draft, particularly early for, for linemen. You, you have you know, Jawan Taylor, you know, a guy like eight, uh, Andre Dillard, uh, Jonah Williams. You have uh, Chris Lindstrom, late, Garrett Bradbury. There's some guys up there. I think we could see six or seven with that. I, I think this is a sneaky good offensive lineman group. That's where the money's at, actually. We had, uh, yeah, we had Chris The juice is to the over there. The, the juice is to the over on that prop now, Gabe, on Mr. Green, minus 175 offensive lineman draft in the first round, five and a half, minus 175. I agree, big man. Jawan, it will go over. Jawan Taylor is the um, Jawan Taylor is the um, is the the favorite to be the first lineman drafted at minus one seventy five. We had Chris Landry on this morning. Great man, uh, a guy smart. Uh, he's saying it's not going to happen. He said he thinks it's going to be Jonah Williams plus two twenty. Mm. A good pick, and most books have it, and the number hasn't changed too much. It's gone down. It was like plus two twenty, plus two thirty yesterday, but. First safety drafted. Like, a lot of these positions, guys, it's kind of debatable. You know what I mean? Like, the first offensive lineman, like you said, Dillard's good. Williams, you know, Taylor depends. Like he was saying, Landry said, hey, if you want this, like, he's basically saying that uh, that Jawan Taylor's a tackle. That Jonah Williams is so good, you can move him around the line. So that's why they thinks like, he'll be more valuable, like teams will take him. But, you know, you're splitting hairs here. But is uh, Jonathan Abram as the first safety drafted. I'm pretty comfortable with that. He's plus 180. 
And look, Greedy Williams, I thought was going to be the first quarterback drafted, but I'm hearing a lot of love for Byron Murphy at plus 200 right now. So I'm going to swing the fences uh, there with Jonah Williams, first offensive lineman drafted. Um, Jonathan Abram, first safety drafted, plus 180. First DB drafted, Byron Murphy, plus 200. Uh, Jonah Williams, plus 220. You know, I don't have to hit all these, especially at plus money, guys, right, when I'm getting plus 220s on all these. And I like the Marquise hey, Gabe, Brown. I, I, I'll ask you, Gabe, um, do you have a total cornerbacks in the first round? Because I have a reason for this uh, question. Do you have anything uh, like that? It might be out there. No, I'm looking at that. I got total trades tomorrow, six and a half. Uh, Number of day one trades. Six and a half? Yeah. Throughout the whole, uh, yeah. Round one trade, six and a half. And it's over, minus 192. Alabama, this is an interesting one. Total Alabama players in the first round. Over, under two and a half. I actually bet. I bet I'm telling you right now, and I was going to ask you about that one before I go. Comes down That's to Jacobs, whether he gets drafted in the first round. Simple as that. Uh, he he's going to get he'll get drafted in a, about 23 to 26. I think I've heard someone today. Uh, I'm trying to I think they're from ESPN. They mentioned that they thought Josh ja- Josh Jacobs was a top 10 overall player in the draft. I think the two up top are think Lock, and Williams and Jonah. Yeah, I I really like that one. I, I don't think he will get drafted then, but I think he's a top ten talent. I think he's a I think he's a potential star. This kid. No, sure, sure. He's definitely in the twenties. I'm sure. But I don't know. He's twenty. I don't know. Twenty five and twenty five and a half plus money yeah, to the yeah, under. I for, love that for a reason. I love that. That's a good pick. Under I, I think the Eagles that. make sense. Yeah. They can't take everyone. They can't take Marquise Brown and him. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me also if uh, they have another player, Irv Smith. He's a tight end. It wouldn't surprise me if he snuck into the first round either. He, he's a, I think he's a fringe first-round, second-round pick. He could be a guy that slides in. Oakland has a need for a, a tight end. I could, see, I could see Oakland with four picks. Maybe they take a shot with him. But I, guys, I think that's a really good one. Where do you think Haskins going? is going? Because he's, he has the same number as Drew Locke, uh, ten and a half. I gotta believe he's gonna be inside the top ten, right? I don't know with him. I think I'm he confused. Three. He's it's so hard, good I really that do. I think people are sleeping on him. Like it wouldn't shock me if the Raiders grabbed him or yeah, Jacksonville, even if they have full. I don't know. Like it's maybe Denver. Like you said, Haskins is pretty good. And there's, you know, what you notice with Haskins, it's very quiet, which means yes. you know there's people that like him. I know he's not mobile, but man, the kid can throw the ball. And Reminds me of Big Ben. He, he, Big Ben. Yeah, same thing. And like, they liked him. Like he had the best combine, the best this, the best that. They like him. Um, and here, look, there's a there's a prop here. Second quarterback drafted, Dwayne Haskins minus one twenty. I don't see how he is it. Mm. Hell, he yeah. might go before Kyler Murray at this rate. <laughs> I think if you like uh, you like Haskins under ten and a half, I think you have to bet both those. I mean. I think there's a lot of teams up in the top 10. Raiders, Jags, Washington could move in, Denver. All those teams need a quarterback. I mean, exactly. even, I think the Oakland Raiders, I don't know why they're not moving on a quarterback. I, I, I hope they do. Derek Carr is not being into it. It costs them so much money to get rid of him. He makes like $23 million a year. He's in there at least to compete. He's under contract for two more years, so it's hard to eat it and – I think they're going to kick him to the curb next year, but it wouldn't surprise me, big man. I don't know. That's the one thing about, I'll tell you, man, like I'm not even pretending as far as the NFL draft is concerned tomorrow. 
I can break down players and give you my opinion and stuff, but I've got no clue what these teams are going to do, bro. <laughs> like uh, Oakland's, Raiders, got a lot of, Oakland's got a lot of a lot of pressure on them. They have to make these picks work because that trade for Khalil Mack was arguably the dumbest in history. They have to make these picks work in the first round. My gut tells me Haskins over ten and a half, though, Cam. Really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I Could think, be the dropper, sure. I think because uh, you look at the top ten, there's not teams that are desperate for a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like they're they're, no. they're not. But I think we've I mean, learned in this league. I mean, a lot of these teams are stupid, and that they'll go out uh, and yeah, you're, you're right. make a rash. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <I know>. yeah. <laughs> or like the yeah. Arizona just taking a quarterback last year. You mean in the first round trading up together? Yeah. You mean? Yeah. 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 And yeah, amazing. Right? Yeah, like I don't. You're right. Like who knows? Like, like you know what's funny? These I was reading about stupid. Yeah. And there's a lot of. Them well, you know, a lot of people would rip the Patriots, like, or would rip teams for doing this. But I was reading about the Patriots. The Patriots like taking multiple players in the same position in the draft camp. Like, I've heard, like, with Gronkowski being gone, they're like, yeah, the Patriots are looking at two tight ends. And, man, one of you will get better than the other one. Remember, though, they had Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's draft two running backs. You know what I mean? Let's draft two tight ends. It's a weird way, but it works for them. It always amazes me people don't copy the Pats and what they do more. But, But nevertheless... All right, big man, we got to get out of here. You can find him on Twitter, at uh, Jeff Nadeau. Thanks for the time, big man. Later, Thanks, big man. Thanks, guys. Always fun. Talk to you. See you, guys. We'll jump more into the draft tomorrow, Cam. Cam will be with us sure. tomorrow morning on the after, and uh, we'll lock down. But, you know, I've been sharing my picks. I'm looking at, like, the uh, the first by position. Uh, guys, like I said, Marquise Brown, plus 155, first wide receiver drafted. Um, first offensive lineman drafted, Jonah Williams, plus 220. I like this. I'm telling you, man. I'm rolling a dice on this that Nick Bosa is not the first D lineman drafted. And it's worth. Williams. It's worth. It's worth plus three sixty. Due to what he said, yes, that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't do it at any less than plus three hundred, because you know people know how good Bosa is. He's dominant. The family lineage. But with conference, with comments made about San Francisco and homophobic con, uh, uh, comments, and talking about the place being a cesspool and stuff. You're right. Maybe they just say, screw it. They pick Williams and uh, Bosa goes the other way. As you've talked about, it's worth betting at three to one or more, but not less. Yeah, and I'm, I, I'm not saying I think Bosa's in a free fall. I'm, no. I I think Bosa ends up with the New York Jets. Makes That's sense. my prediction. At 23 to one, FanDuel has this, guys. 23 to one. Kyler Murray, the first pick. Quinnen Williams, the second pick. Nick Bosa, the third pick. Exact order. It's like a trifecta. Exact yeah, you gotta, order. You can yeah, box, can't it. box it. Uh, can't yeah, box can't it. box it. That's the problem. Can't um, box it. <laughs> we'll be all over the Kentucky Derby next week, guys. Looking forward to that. That's uh, not this Saturday, but next uh, Saturday. As far as DFS uh, tonight, um, looking at the optimizer, some must uh, plays. Uh, Ricky Rubio, Patrick Beverly, Jay Crowder, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant. Yeah, Those I'm are the, for uh, golf. Golf, there's no oh, DFS. It's golf. It's, yeah, no, there's no. no but actually, what do you got for this? What do you got for this stuff? It's team play. What do you got? I'm going to tell you something. There's no DraftKings or whatever FanDuel. It's what a team, team tournament. Yeah, but I'm taking, I got three teams for you. So this is what I'm saying. No DFS, but here are my three teams. Watch out, guys, for Scott Brown and Kevin Kisner. Good buddies, love playing together, and have been second in this tournament before. Very, very good at 33 to 1. 
Next, I like guys who can grind. That's Ian Poulter and Sam Horsfield, two Brits at 45 to 1. And uh, my other team that I think is going to be a really good pairing, Scott Stallings and Trey Mullinex at 65 to 1. So Browning Kisner, 33, Poulter Horsfield, 45, Stallings Mullinex. And Gabe, the other tournament, it's the Trophy Hassan from France. I'm not doing a six pack. I got three guys for you. Hey, Lipsky, David Lipsky, 55 to 1, Max Kiefer from Germany, 55 to 1, and Calum Schinkwin, Schwinkwin at 70 to 1. Yeah, bad tournaments this week. <laughs> I'm looking. Can you believe the favorite? Why don't they have DFS for the, for the, for the Juice Luton. Oh, yeah, Juice, Juice Luton. Juice Luton. Yeah, Juice Luton. Or Jorge Campillo is the second favorite. Jordan Smith. Oh, I love your boy. Uh, Nacho. Nacho, your friend Nacho Elvira, 25 to 1. Looked at him. He's good. Oh, yeah, you got Maximilian Kiefer. Yeah, yeah, 55 yeah, to 1. I, I got Max Kiefer. Maximilian Kiefer, 55 to 1. Lipsky, 55. Yeah. What are you What are you <laughs> betting on tonight? Abe, I have only a few plays for you tonight. I have the Washington Capitals. I'm not touching the total. I got to think a little bit more. Live betting the Cincinnati Reds right now. They just tied it up, plus 105. And I'm taking the LA Angels tonight at plus 100 against the Yankees and Detroit plus one and a half against Boston as huge dogs. What do you got for me? I'm taking the Washington Capitals to win the game in a parlay with the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors money line, plus 114. Capitals, Rockets, Warriors, plus 114. I also played the uh, the Rockets and the uh, the Warriors um, on, a, on a parlay with the Caps and Canes under five and a half. And uh, this turns out to be plus 138. I, I laid two and a half points in the first quarter with the Houston Rockets. Rockets minus two and a half first quarter. Major League Baseball picks, give me the buckaroos. Uh, Jordan Lyles at the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates, minus 116. T-backs, Pirates, under eight. Other than that, you're on your own. Thanks, Yang. Later. Hey, the winners be yours.